I'm so sorry about that, everyone. She insisted on doing ASMR at the beginning of this video. That was my little sister. You're about to meet her. So let's get back to your regularly scheduled programming. I can't stand you. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Honestly Hannah, a new podcast hosted by me, Hannah Coda. In this podcast, I share all my honest opinions about all things going on in the world. I'm treating this podcast like my diary, and trust me, I have a lot to say. This week, episode five, I have my little sister here. Her name is Madison. Uh, she is part of this Gen Z group of people. I am a millennial. I'm right at the cusp, though. And if depending on like where, where you search, technically the year I was born, they count in Gen Z, but I... I think I identify more as a millennial. Madison, do you believe you're part of Gen Z? Definitely not. What do you mean, no? I'm definitely not. I think you're a hundred percent Gen Z. No, isn't there one between millennials and Gen Zs? No. I think there is. No. So okay. So let's define millennials and Gen Zs. So the most common answer is that the millennial like cutoff date is either 1995 or 1996. But it was 1999, and 2000 was when Gen Z started. No, Gen Z started in 1997. So technically, so Gen Z then. I know we we talked about it oh. the last episode <laughs> that me and Ethan identify as like like more probably millennial, but like in the middle. Whereas you, so you were born in 2001, you're 19 years old. Mm -hmm. um, she was actually born a month after 9/11. So we're both Libras. We're only a couple days apart and obviously some years. Um, do you identify with being a Libra? Yeah, for sure. Which is so funny because I identify as being a Libra and I don't think you are like a Libra. Well. Again, like going back to when I described as what a Libra is, we like balance, harmony, things to be just and right. Um, Indecisiveness. Yeah, but on some things. You are just indecisive in general. <laughs> I can be indecisive on some things and then really quick to decision on other things. That's true. I feel like I identify as the more sponta spontaneous side of Libra. Yeah, and I don't. Yeah. I'm not spontaneous at all. You are like, what? There's this going on? Let's just go. Let's just go. Let's just go. I don't like it here. We're leaving. Like, it's very much That's squirrel. Libra. I think that's... Uh that is not Libra. I think so. No, I know it's a lot not. of Libras who, who feel the same way. I mean, I guess. Anyway, so you say you don't identify as being Gen Z. Why don't you identify as being Gen Z? Well, honestly, until you explained how the years are broken up, I honestly thought, like, millennials were up until 1999. And I thought, I honestly thought there was a, there was a gap between millennials and Gen Z. Mm -hmm. So... Obviously, I fit in the Gen Z category, but I, I still feel like that's another generation below me that they identify as Gen Z. So technically, by definition, it's Gen Z is from 1996 all the way to 2015, if you were born anywhere in that yeah. age range. Because I believe the beginning of Millennials is 1980, so it's like a 20-ish, 15-ish year span of people yeah and i just don't identify as gen z 
because I feel like there's a like a stigma behind it and the yeah behind and that's it, what we're gonna talk about today <laughs> the stigma behind it is just not how I fit myself as okay so you mean like some people that you're that are your friends that yeah. are for sure gen z yeah that you don't identify as okay so what are some qualities you see in your friends I already know some qualities <laughs> that I've seen like just in like the real world but other than the real world stuff social media um, like, okay, so let's get into that just real quick. Well, Do you have social media? Because last I checked, you don't have anything, right? Um, the only thing I have is Twitter. Um, Why <laughs> Twitter? Uh, well, Twitter... It's funny that you I, say that. When I started Twitter, I started it in 2011, when I was, like, 10 years old. So, not many people I knew... Who let you t- have a Twitter? You, you! You set it up for me, and you showed me how to use it. <laughs> okay, but here's the thing. So, here... Okay, you want to know why I have a Twitter? And I had a Twitter in... 2009. I think that's when I I joined it. It's because my dance teacher in high school, I won't even say her name. We're not going down that path. Uh, My dance teacher in high school saw it as a new platform to communicate with her students. And so she asked us, she didn't force us, but I mean, it was basically she forced us. She forced people to do a lot of things. Um, But she basically asked us to make a Twitter and she would like post announcements either about class or like I was part of like the dance world at that point. So it was a little different, but I mean, assignments, just like reminders and stuff like that. So that's why I made a Twitter. I didn't actually start using Twitter until, yeah, maybe like 2011. Because I remember that whole shift of, like, it was, like, Facebook, 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 like, when Facebook was cool. Mm-hmm. Like, Facebook yeah. was a cool place to be. Yeah. And that's how I would message all my friends. Because, yeah, we had texting, but there was no such thing as, like, unlimited texting back then. That's it was true. only for people who had, like, money and that were, like, rich. And so you would just go on, like, Facebook, and what, which is now Facebook Messenger. But it wasn't that back then. It was just, like... And I am, yeah. like, part of Facebook. And then I remember I got bullied because all my friends switched to Twitter and I was still on Facebook and didn't really think <laughs> anything about it. Remember? Um, I can't believe all their names, but I'm not even going to say their names. But I was getting bullied because I was still on Facebook. So I finally made the switch to Twitter. Mind you, I was, like, I've already had a Twitter for, like, a really long time, but I just have never used it. But then... Twitter became really big, and this was before Instagram, like, Snapchat. YouTube was around, because remember, like, Ashley was, like, super into YouTube. I've talked about Ashley before. Again, Ashley's my best friend since, like, birth. Ashley is the one person who actually got me into YouTube, and she introduced Mm -hmm. me to my first YouTuber. Shout out to Ashley. Yeah, Ashley was before her time. She for sure was into YouTube when... Like, it was, like, Joy Gersefa, um... Zoella. Zoella, um... What is that other... I don't know, just, like, all the OG YouTubers. I remember Ashley just, like, being on her TV in her room, and I've been, like, this is so cool, like, the first thing of, like, Comcast and, like, putting it up on your TV. But, yeah, and, like, I wasn't into YouTube, but I remember YouTube was, like, kind of big back then, and so you have a Twitter now, in 2021, so 10 years later. That is the app that you chose to keep out of everything? Why? because the accounts I follow, I don't really follow anyone I know, not a lot of people, and a lot of people that I know don't follow me, so it's mostly just... So you're, like... Videos of dogs and... It's a ghost channel, or it's a ghost Twitter. Well, I mean, sometimes, like... My closest friends and people close to me, I follow and let them follow me. So it's kind of like um, close friends on Instagram. 
Okay. But it's just my Twitter account. Do you get your news from Twitter? Yeah, that's another reason why. That's, like, my main thing. Yeah. That's the main reason. Like, I don't really tweet a lot. If I do, it's, like, specifically for, like, my friends that follow me on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, so why did you delete all your other social media accounts? For, kind of for that exact reason. Like, Snapchat, I deleted, and Instagram. Just cause so, it's... M- me and Ethan were arguing over Snapchat in the last episode, because he uses Snapchat, and he uh-huh. says the one thing he uses. Uh-huh. I don't know anyone that still uses Snapchat, like, in my age range, uh-huh. which I think is, like, anywhere from, like, 30 to, like, 24-ish. Yeah, it's definitely falling off, I think. But he, I think he uses it, if he said this, mostly to just keep in contact with his friends. Yeah. Because um, he, because <laughs> his messages are green now. Yeah, we <laughs> talked about that. Um, okay, so, like, Instagram? Instagram, I I feel like it kind of just became like Facebook, how it's like ad-driven. Mm. Um, I just didn't like seeing all the ads, and I just feel like it got too cluttered. Like, I just did I wasn't seeing the information that I actually wanted to see. Okay. And Snapchat, too, it kind of, I don't know. What about TikTok? I never had, I've never had a TikTok. So, this is also what we talked about. I just made a TikTok for my podcast account. Oh, yeah. And everyone was telling me that, like, you're going to be addicted to it. Like, it's the best place to, like, get information and to, like, grow your brand. I haven't been on it, like, really at all. Just to, like, post stuff for my account. Um, And, like, I'll, I'll, like, watch some of my friends' stuff. But in terms of, like, going out there and looking for, like, TikTokers, like, I don't do that. So, now, but you're still into YouTube. Um, not as much as I used to be. I don't okay. know. I think once I got off of all those other social media platforms, like, I noticed I started using Twitter less, YouTube less, just, like, my phone less. Okay. And that was a conscious decision you made? I thought you stopped using it because, like, it was very toxic for you. Yeah. That was probably, like, what drove me to do it, but I had been thinking about deleting everything for a long time just because I... I don't know. I feel like I'm very aware and conscious. So I was noticing what it was doing to me and more importantly, like my friends. And I could see it from outside how, I don't know, just affects behavior. And I didn't want to be like that. Hmm. I think your generation, so I was like researching a lot of stuff between Gen Z and millennials. I showed you like some of the stuff on the notes. But it's just, it's funny because you don't know a life. outside of social media like you fully grew up with it It, yeah but I that's why I say like there's another generation below me of Gen Z because they really like they were born in cell phones like touchscreen cell phones were a thing yeah when I was born cell phones like like were for people who had money and they were not unlimited text message or didn't have internet or anything on them Mm -hmm. so I I got to live through that part where there was still no phones what age did you get a cell phone? I don't even remember. Was I there? When did what age did I you get a cell phone? Six, no, actually, I was in fourth grade. Fourth grade. Yeah, I got a wow. BlackBerry. A BlackBerry. <laughs> what did you get a BlackBerry? I don't remember this at all. Yeah. Who bought you a BlackBerry? Mom. For, well, remember how it was like uh, once you got into like seventh grade, or you you promoted from seventh sixth grade to seventh grade. We got a phone. Well, well, that was because of me. Yeah. Because, but... <laughs> okay, so here, so here's the story. So, obviously, I think we all got to a point, at least if you grew up in this era, that at some point, like, th- you needed a phone. Like, and I don't mean this in the sense of, like, okay, any parents listening, like, 
I know there's some people who like obviously listen to this who have kids and like are trying to decide this for themselves. Like what age do I give my kid a phone, like a fully working phone, right? Not just like a little iPod or just like an old iPhone that just has internet on it, like a, a legit phone where they can like contact their peers, their friends. Cause I feel like a lot of like what's going on today is they need their phone to literally communicate with their classmates because their teacher, especially during COVID, like their teacher wants them to interact that way or whatever. With me, it was very much not like that, but I, my parents were very much like, well, you want your phone? Well, you're going to have to pay for it. Like, there was no, like, let me, let's sit down, let's talk about a plan, let's, let's get you a phone, like, what phone are we getting you? Are we getting you the new iPhone? Like, no, 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 no. The first phone I ever bought, I saved I up my it. money. <laughs> it was a flip phone. It was a flip phone, and it was a prepaid phone I literally got from, like, Walmart or something, and I saved up all my money, and Nana took me. Nana took me, our grandma took us to, or took me, to go buy this phone, and I remember you, every month, like, I had to pay for, like, minutes, and... and it wasn't even a lot of minutes, either. No! <laughs> it was, like, ugh, gosh... And that's kind of how I learned. And then eventually, I remember I was, like, crying to dad. Like, I wanted a chocolate. I really, those little, that little flip. The like, slide the, one? Yeah, the, <laughs> the slide one. I wanted a chocolate so bad. Like, I never wanted a sidekick or a Blackberry or any of those. I wanted a razor and then a chocolate. And then eventually, like, down the line, a couple Christmases, like, finally when I got to high school, I finally got on, like, a real plan. And it kind of went from but, there. See- but I remember you started complaining when I got my flip phone, you started complaining. And mind you, we're six years apart. So if I'm 12, then you're six years old, right? <laughs> yeah. So you started complaining that you needed a phone and whatever. And I remember I was so pissed off when you got a phone in the yeah, fourth grade and you didn't even have to pay for it. You'd, I don't remember it being a BlackBerry, but I remember Ooh. I was so mad because I was like, how dare you? That kind of just shows um, you how fast it blew up. Like, within yeah. those few years that you got that first flip phone, a few years later, everybody has a phone now like mm-hmm. that. So it doesn't surprise me that every kid now is dependent on a phone. Do you think you could live without your phone now that you literally oh, yeah. don't even have social media? Yeah, there was a point where I was like, oh, no. everybody else, everybody's like that now. They depend on their phone. But I was I was like that at a point, but then, um, yeah. Slowly, I I don't think. Now I don't think I would need it. That's only to to keep in contact. Crazy, because I feel like there are certain people in your generation that feel that way, because it was information overload for all of you. I think, mm-hmm. like I said, like there was a point in my childhood where I, there was no social media. I did experience like online bullying. I mean, nothing I couldn't really handle, but it did bother me. But eventually, it was kind of just like whatever. And the point I'm making for this is that I don't feel like social media is toxic. And I've never really felt that way. Like, I always get my information from social media. Like, if you look at the people that I follow, um, like, on all of my private accounts, like, if not 50, 75% of them are verified. And it's literally just people I want to follow. Like, it has nothing to do, like, yeah, my friends, like, here and there and, like, my coworkers and stuff like that, like, yeah, sure, I'll add them. But for the most part, like, the people that I'm paying attention to are, like, verified. That's, like, kind of where I get my news. So it doesn't... And I can, like, turn off my phone at any time, but I don't think I could live without my phone because of the texting, because of the calling, um, just, like, with everyone. Like, not even just... Work. Yeah, work. I yeah. mean, that's crazy. 
I'm, I'm really surprised that you could say that, though, that you could live with off your phone. I think I, I've been trying to get to that point. Slowly. But I, I, I do think it was because... To, like, I remember you sharing with me. Like, social media was a very toxic, oh, yeah. toxic place for you. Yeah. And I just feel like I never got to that. Like, especially in my childhood. Like, I was going to say, there's, there, like, there's so many different sides of all social media platforms. Like, I'm the same way. I like to follow people that I know or things that I, only I want to see. But there's some people who, um, you know, like, they spend hours on it and they find deep ends of TikTok or deep ends of uh, Instagram. Mm-hmm. And then you, like, you just get fixated on watching things that probably are not too good for your brain and they don't yeah. even realize it yeah so and I would find myself that's why I can say it because I found myself going into these same traps just getting lost on some weird side of Instagram <laughs> and I'm like what am I doing yeah like and then it just got to a point where I was like this doesn't even entertain me anymore <laughs> Jeez. So, so do you think that your generation is going to keep on, like, with different social platforms. Yeah, I mean, I was even thinking about this, uh, like, even yesterday, I think it was, um, TikTok was literally nothing, like, a year ago. It was ago. musically, like, literally, yeah, that's it what was it was one of those. It was yeah. musically, and then, I mean, but then, like, the concept of it was, like, yeah. Vine. But then you see all these, like, influencers who are getting paid by TikTok, yeah, but they don't get paid that much. They So that's why most of them went to YouTube. And that's why I asked, do you still watch YouTube? Because a lot of the YouTube community right now is, like, upset because all these TikTokers... Mm-hmm. Because they can't... You can't... You can make money off of TikTok, but it's nowhere near the amount of money that you can make on YouTube but from AdSense. That's where you start is TikTok, and then you... And then you move to YouTube. But I'm saying, like, um, influencers on other platforms... I think I this is what I got from the whole situation, how TikTok blew up. I, w- I remember like a year ago, I was seeing a lot of people, like influencers on other platforms with lots of followers. They started promoting TikTok. Mm. And like it went from like, I would just see one person promoting it. So now it's like all these huge influencers are promoting it. So That's of course true. it's going to blow up. Yeah. So I think it, it just depends on whatever platform wants it most. So TikTok wanted it, and they went out and got it, and now they have as. Do you think it was like TikTok's marketing? Yeah. In? Okay, I, so you, if you think another new app comes up that's like TikTok, because here's the thing, I think TikTok also, I don't know, because like with Vine, you remember it was like what six seconds, right? So yeah. it was like, okay, how can you catch my attention? the fastest, right? Whereas TikTok, you can do it, what's the longest a TikTok can be? Like a minute, right? I think it's like a minute. I think it's like a minute. And so it's not even like, I don't know, a minute to six seconds, like that's a way longer time. Yeah. And so, I don't know, I'm just saying like, if you could guess the next social platform, or do you think it's not going to be a social platform? Do you think your generation is like starting to be done with like social platforms (sighs) the way that you are, you know? Because you're saying like, I don't need social media anymore. It wasn't a good experience for me. I am now an adult, like, mm-hmm. quote-unquote. I mean, you're not an adult, but you're an adult legally, mm-hmm. you know? And so if you were part of... Or you think Gen Z is going to move away from, like, social platforms? I think it'll just keep adapting to whatever they want. But what do you think that they want? Something even more remote than it is right now. I think... Um, like VR? Yeah. I mean, not necessarily necessarily VR, but um, I think, like, the more people can interact without really having to interact, it'll, it'll move towards that. 
Okay, cool. So let's go ahead and get into some Gen Z and millennial specific topics. Um, I have prepared her already for these topics, so I'm hoping you already have an answer. Okay, um, so we're just going to go into a quick this or that, and then we'll get into like some really deep um, <laughs> some really deep topics. Okay, we have to discuss it because everyone was discussing it, and I'm hoping you know. Side part or middle part? Hair? I mean, y- yes. Okay, funny thing, because I just switched it from side part, I mean, middle part to side part right before this. Oh, my so. God. Wait, you don't I- know about this debate? No. Hannah, I'm it's... only on Twitter. Oh, my <laughs> God. Literally, so Gen Z, this is one of the reasons why I wanted you to come on, because Gen Z and millennials were fighting over TikTok. Like, uh-huh. li- and it, of course, it was only girls. <laughs> there were no males, like, jumping into this conversation. Um... Gen Z, a bunch of Gen Z, like, TikTokers started to make fun of millennials because they they have a side part. Like, I have Uh a side part. Yeah. Like, this is how my hair normally is, or I'll switch it to this side. Um, For those of you listening, I'm, like, switching my hair back and forth from (laughs) a side part. But I've never had a middle part, ever. I don't think that really applies to it. They said that side parts are disgusting. Like, they hate (laughs) side parts. Side parts are disgusting. And another and that, 20 years, it'll be the opposite. Exactly. And not only that, I feel like I was trying to, like, discuss this with someone, but I feel like the person who made, like, middle parts a thing was, like, the Kardashians, like, Kim oh, Kardashian. Yeah. I feel like that was the first person, like, I really saw it on. Yeah. Um, but I did talk to some hairstylists. So apparently middle parts are, like, better to, like, shape your face around. And side mm-hmm. parts, I mean, you can kind of see it here with me, but, like, it kind of gives you, like, a receding hairline. I-, I don't know. Because I have cowlicks, too, and so yeah. do you. It's, like, a genetic thing. If you don't know what a cowlick is in your hair, it's just, like, your hair does, like, this... The opposite of what the rest of your hair is doing. Yeah. In that one I guess. Spot. Um... And they call it, like, a cow lick because, like, it's, like, a cow's tongue, like, came and licked your forehead or whatever. And it makes your hair go all different ways. And so we both have them, I think, in the same spots, too. Because mine, one of them is, like, right here. I get them everywhere in the front. Yeah, you have them all over your head. I just have them in my front. <laughs> um, okay, so you think it's stupid. Because I think it's stupid. Yeah. I think it obviously has to do with the way your face is shaped and how you like the way your hair faces you, shapes your face. Yeah, that's so stupid. Okay, another one that people were fighting about. So I guess flare jeans are coming back, which I already know her opinion on this because you dress like Billie Eilish. <laughs> oh my god. You do. <laughs> Thank you. Ew, that was not a compliment. That wasn't a compliment. I don't I think that that was total like late 90s early 2000s like when you think about the shows that I was watching like all that and like um Keenan and gosh what was his the other guy like everyone was always wearing like baggy oversized clothes mm-hmm. now I know Billie Eilish does it for another reason though yeah well that's she... kind of the same reason why I do it okay so like so for those of you who don't know Billie Eilish she dresses like that and she's made it publicly known that she dresses like that because she doesn't believe she should be over sexualized and when she first became big she was like 16 right 15 16 and people were over sexualizing her because she does have kind of a curvy body and so she didn't she wanted people to focus on her music and not the way she looked even though I feel like the exact opposite happened with that like bright green hair. So what was, was the just, point? I think she but was just okay. To make a point. Okay. But okay, so when it comes to skinny jeans or flare jeans or normal jeans. 
What is your opinion? I mean, people will say now that they're disgusting, but in 20 years, I'll find you wearing them. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Like, I remember when that transition happened, when skinny jeans, like, started to become a thing. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, it wasn't... And then you were, like, really uncool. Like, seriously. Like, oh, I remember yeah. having no, I to wear to... uniforms Yeah, I used to get bullied for school. wearing boot-cut pants. Yeah. Just because they wanted to be bullied. <laughs> okay, and then this one I specifically wanted to ask you because I know you're very opinionated on it. And I feel like Gen Z is also very opinionated on it. Alcohol versus weed. And I want you to think of this one from your generation perspective no, and no. not just your perspective. Okay. Um, and then we'll talk about why later. <laughs> I think... Definitely with my generation, um, weed is becoming more popular than mm-hmm. it ever has before. Um, but I al- think it's because it's just legal. Like, and it's legal yeah, in more places. It's it's getting easier to get a hold of. But um, alcohol is still very present, more present than weed will ever be, I think. I actually think that there's a bigger problem with prescription drugs in your generation. Oh, yeah. I just said That's that because I feel like... We are moving towards that way, you know, like with dad's generation and mom's like it was like crack, crack cocaine, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, things to <laughs> institutionalize people, you know, whereas now it's it's just like a whole new wave of things. But I asked you that, too, because I feel like a lot of your generation is like, oh, natural, like at least it's natural, at least it's like, you know, whatever. And it's like, well... Yeah. It's still drug, just very much like how alcohol is a drug, you know, just as very much has as prescription drugs are a drug, whether it's prescribed to you or not, you know. Um, so, so what was your question? Like, which one is, do the, you see your generation like moving towards? Because I do feel like it's still very much the norm in my generation to be like, hey, like, let's go get a drink after work. Whereas in your generation, I don't feel like that's happening yeah. as much. Yeah, like I said, it's it's definitely bigger than it ever has been. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's uh, it's legal now, especially in California, so it's easier to get a hold of. But um, I'd say, like, even though I'm not from the middle of the country, I think it's probably still the same. So, like, in California, even though weed's getting bigger than mm-hmm. it ever has before, everywhere else it's more, like, it's still very taboo. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But it's definitely on the rise, you know, it's getting to that business part of it so people it's just gonna keep getting bigger yeah um and then you obviously pick weed because oh yeah she's allergic to alcohol like Uh, like not diagnosed like (laughs) she is physically allergic to alcohol so okay and here's a big one just real quick there's a lot high school musical or camp rock this is not even a question (sighs) oh please tell me (laughs) what are you gonna say um I think High School Musical was the fuel to Camp Rock. Well, obviously. But if you're going to tell me Camp Rock right now, then... No. Okay. Nobody can ever top Troy Bolton, okay? Okay. I just wanted to make sure because there's some people on here that said that Camp Rock 2 was like the best movie ever made on Disney Channel. Camp Rock 2? Don't even get me started with the clapping. Not even Camp Rock, the first one. I don't know. Okay, so now I just want to talk about some things that I looked up. Like I said earlier, I was researching, like, the differences between Gen Z and Millennial that are pretty apparent here today, and they range in a whole different, like, group of, like, different topics, right? So, apparently, uh, Gen Z people (laughs) 
uh, would rather find their dream job than be financially stable. Whereas millennials would rather be financially stable than really pursue their dream job. Do you think that that's true? Yeah. And because of social media. Because they want to be the YouTuber or the TikToker. They, yeah, or they, they just is. see everybody finding their dream job and getting what they want. And it, it's Making not realistic. Easy, but it's yeah. easy money. It's easy money. I mean, yeah. we've even had this conversation. Um, like, Madison is in college right now. She is going to a university during COVID. This is your sophomore year, right? Yeah. yeah. So she still has a ways, a little ways to go, but she is in college, and we've talked about this a couple of times of how realistic, like, it is, like, right now for you to have a degree, you know, and, like, what are your options, like, after college, like, or even right now, like, if you wanted to not go to school anymore and to, like, find a full-time job, um, but I feel like you're kind of the opposite. You would like to be financially stable yeah. rather than, like, get your dream job. I mean, do you even have a dream job right now? Not right now. No, not really. Like, if um, somebody asked you, like, if somebody was like, what's your dream job? Here you go. What would you say? A vet. To be a vet? To be a vet, yeah. Okay, well, that's the first time I've ever heard you say that. Exactly. So. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Um, okay, so it's interesting. Um, another one, okay, so we're on the college, um, we're on the college, like, little subject, right? And it was, do you believe it's necessary to go to college? Because it says that uh, Gen Z college students are more concerned about college debt than millennials were, because millennials were guaranteed some type mm-hmm. of, uh, a uh, stable job outside college, right? So if they graduate, they were almost guaranteed a a job, so they weren't really worrying about college debt. Now, I'm sure that that's untrue, but it was a little bit more of a guarantee, whereas now, Gen Zs are very much concerned with debt. Do you think that that is true? And they're second-guessing their whole college experience. I know a lot of people who went to college their first year and realized they could be doing everything that they wanted to be doing without school. So, um, they'd rather just stop going to school and not have to worry about debt. I don't know, though, because I feel like that did, that, I feel like that happens to everyone. Yeah. Because that happened to me, too. Whereas, like, the first year, people went away, people went out of state, people went to all these different things, and then they ended up coming home because they were miserable and they didn't want to deal with it. So, that does happen. Yeah, there's always those people who do come home, but I think, um, it's not just in my area. I think it's globally, or at least across the country, where kids are seeing that they can do what they want to do without having to have a degree. Uh, like especially because, what? like, creative stuff. Mm. And because they're seeing a lot of people on social media, you know, get big mm-hmm. with just social media. So why can't they? I just don't think... It, it's not sustainable. Exactly. So, it's not realistic. Yeah, so it's that kind of frightens me, you know, in 10 years. Like, what is our economy going to be? Ew, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> um. Okay. What is with the handguns? Why do you feel like you need to talk always with, like, something in your face? <laughs> like, hand? Like, like hand literally gestures? literally, like... That's an everybody thing. I think that's, no, like... No, that is where not an from. everybody thing. No, this is, like, a real thing that I researched. Really? Like, apparently Gen Z uses their hands to talk a lot more. I don't, I, I don't think I do Maybe that, because so. they, they, they're always being recorded? Or maybe it's, like, they don't really know how to express themselves too well, so they're using mm, their bodies. It's very deep. 
Um, which generation do you think is more sensitive? Apparently, Gen Zers think that millennials are the most sensitive group of people to have ever walked the planet. Um, and it's because of... And, and Gen Zers like, are not cancel, sensitive because of everything that you've had to, like, live through, right? So... You were born, like, and this is why I mentioned it at the beginning, you were born a month after Mm -hmm. 9-11. Up until then, our country had never, like, really experienced anything like that. And then you lived through a recession, which directly affected the both of us, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we were, as a family, we were going through a divorce at that time. We had to move out of our childhood home, uh, really kind of because of the recession. So it's kind of like that and then everything that's happened like the past four years that you're basically desensitized to everything whereas millennials want to apparently cry and complain over every little thing i mean i think gen z well i wouldn't even say that i think people think millennials are very sensitive because of the whole cancel culture thing and how because that's normal to you whereas for me cancel culture is not normal Like, we were, so I feel like I was raised in a very forgiving place. Like, so I feel like this also has to do with how we were raised, right? Mm -hmm. So obviously we were born and raised in the same household. However, I feel like I was raised by the baby boomers, aka, like, Nana and Papa, whereas you were, were raised by mom and dad. Like, and that's just how it was because when I was younger, my parents were both working full time. And by the time I kind of got to a place where I was a teenager and living on my own, like, you know, my parents, that's when my parents were able to step in with you yeah. and kind of Ethan. Yeah. But I was raised by Nana and Papa, so it was very much, like, forgiving. Like, you're supposed to forgive people um, and, like, really and try to understand them, whereas your generation is like, no, they're not respecting me. Like, canceled. Well, they're saying stupid things. They're saying insensitive I, things, incorrect things. Canceled. I think your generation is part of that, too, though, because of the way that <clears throat> you guys were raised you're kind of, you've had to take all of the stuff that you shouldn't have to have taken. Yeah. And um, uh, I, I, I think I have cancel culture comes view. mostly from, from you guys. Uh, yeah, so do you think that we're still the more sensitive ones? Yeah, if, if, it, if you're comparing to Gen X and Gen Z, I think, yeah, you guys are probably the more sensitive. Mm, I guess. And then finally, what is your stance on the milks? Do you drink whole milk, 2% milk, Um, almond milk, or oat milk? Okay, this is crazy because I just (laughs) got introduced to unsweetened almond milk, and my life has changed. Oh, gosh. Oh, God. I know know I'm really, really late, but I've been drinking just whole milk my entire life until I swear. No, we have not. No, we've been drinking 2% milk. We don't drink whole milk. We drink 2% milk. Right, whatever. Cow's milk. Cow's milk. (laughs) And up until two weeks ago, I didn't even know what almond milk tasted like. I tried it, and I'm never going back. I also, okay. I've always wanted to make my own oat milk, mm-hmm. but I really love oat milk too. Everything else, cashew milk, what else is there? Um, soy milk? Nah. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to go into our final section now, which was questions from all of you. So I asked you all um, if you wanted to ask my sister any questions while she was here on the podcast. Um, so we're going to go ahead and switch over to that. Uh, so the first question is, what was it like growing up with Hannah, aka me, Um your older sister and older siblings, um, especially them, like, being millennials and you being in a whole different generation, a whole different century? Um, well, growing up with Hannah specifically, 
So obviously my older sister and we're the only two girls. So we shared a room. Um, oh my god, yes. Yeah, for a, for a while. Um, and there was a, I feel like at that time there was even, it felt like a bigger age gap because we were so young. But, um, yeah, because you were like a baby and yeah. I basically took care of you. Yeah, exactly. So, that, like, from what I remember, Hannah and Ethan, like, like she said, our parents were uh, full-time workers, so it was mostly just us three at home together mm-hmm. with our grandparents. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, Hannah, she's the oldest sister. Like, she had to take care of us most of the time. And as we got older, um, I think the coolest part, or one of the coolest parts of having an older sibling is, like, it helps you meet people. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of people that I met because, I don't know, maybe their older siblings knew of my older siblings. So I've met a lot of people through Hannah. Um, another thing, going growing up with her, she was always performing. And I think I really miss that a lot, seeing her perform. Um, that was, like, one of my favorite things. No one really knows. Like, in my yeah. adult life. Yeah, Hannah's, she, I think you were born to perform, whether you feel that way or not. But but instead, I just help people people perform now and it's actually amazing I actually love this part of my job or I love like what I'm doing versus like what I thought I was going to be doing growing up and that's the crazy thing because I remember um one day you auditioned for for something and I remember you just coming home and telling me I'm so sick of this I'm going to be the one deciding whether or not these people get in or not and I was like okay (laughs) which is and literally what happened yeah which is Mm -hmm. well you know uh, well not a hundred percent we're getting there but yeah I mean I I think I've always known that I wanted to to work in the entertainment industry I, I don't think I honestly thought about doing anything else yeah um and it's just always been like that so uh, where do you see your generation in 20 years? Because mind you, so you're 18, 19-ish now, right? All the way up until like early 20s. So when you're in your 40s, where do you see your generation? If you would have asked me a year ago, two years ago, it would have been totally different. But now that everyone's been stuck inside their houses for a whole year, mm-hmm. it's everything is, I have no idea what it, everything is going to look like. I don't think anybody does. I just mean, like, too, like, I know you probably haven't thought about this a lot, but, like, your kids. Yeah. I mean, um, she doesn't have any kids. She's not pregnant, <laughs> and she doesn't have ki- any kids right now. Neither do I, and neither do my brother. But, I mean, just thinking about your kids and your and that generation. Yeah. It's definitely something I think about a lot, especially with how phones are so invasive. Um, but I think at that point, when I do have kids... Um, technology will be even crazier than it is right now. Even if it's just yeah. 20 years from now, it's growing exponentially. It reminds me of, like, fill so. the future. It's, it's gonna be, I, I honestly have no idea. Within the next 10 years, 5 years, it's gonna be crazy. So, who knows, 20 years, we might be on freaking Mars. Fi- finding another planet. We just planet. landed on Mars, actually, this past week. We're making our own planet. Yeah, that's true. It's gonna be like, um, that one with Matthew McConaughey. Interstellar. There you go. That's a great movie. If you've never seen it, please make sure you watch it. It's amazing. Uh, do you plan on getting the vaccine? And if you do, do you think your, like, generation is, like, pro-vaxxers, anti-vaxxers? Oh, yeah. I think, um, I... I do you believe in science? 
I will definitely get the vaccine, especially because um, I, I'm able to get it as soon as possible. I could have gotten it. I could get it this week if I want to, but I just haven't yet. Um, but I think my generation is, there are all for the vaccine. I think it's... You mean they're pro-science? They believe yeah, in science? Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> that's all we've known is science. Mm-hmm. Like um, our parents' generation, they're... I remember her telling me, like, there was a there was a time where they didn't even really know what DNA was. Uh, yeah. And Do you ever watch Forensic Files with Mom? So our mom, yeah. likes to, our mom likes to watch Forensic Files. And I was watching it the other day, and, like, yeah, like, DNA, fingerprinting, all of that stuff. I mean, it, it had obviously had been around, but it yeah, wasn't Yeah, it wasn't believed. bulletproof. It wasn't, it wasn't what it um, is today, supported. right? Yeah. But, no, I think... I think that's the biggest accomplishment for us is that we're way past the not believing in science. Like, it's just... I mean, I freaking hope so, because I, even me, like, I feel like I haven't lived a world without science, but I do know people my age and a little bit older that are like, no, I'm not getting the vaccine. Like, well, no, also I'm, why would I... No, it's, I'm going to get a stroke. I'm going to get this. I'm, if you, it's blah, 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 blah. If like, you actually know the science behind the new vaccine, it is a little scary. It's brand I mean, new technology, so I can yeah. see why people are not trusting... But, but also, you learned about that yeah. brand new technology, whereas, like, my generation and even, like, even my generation, we weren't, like, I remember that, like, talking about that in biology and stuff, and, like, it being kind of a subject, vaccinations, but not really, not to, like, R- not RNA. Even the, the vaccination for COVID, this is a vaccination that we've never seen before. This is the first time they're using it in humans. Right, right, right. So, I can get why people are skeptical, but... Obviously, we're making these vaccines based off of vaccines that we've been using for hundreds of years. Yeah. So. So, okay. So, in that sense, once you get vaccinated, what's the first thing you're going to do? Or, like, what's the first thing you're going to do when COVID is over? Go get my nails done. Yeah. I was telling them I haven't gotten my nails done either. Just personal care, like, stuff I haven't been able to do normally. I know. Ethan was saying that you're supposed to give him a haircut. Have you given him a haircut yet? He hasn't had a haircut in... I mean, me either. That's why my hair's so no, long. No, but you know Ethan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I've been pressuring him to let me let, give him a haircut, but he's okay. the one that won't let me, so whatever. All right, so I am going to jump into the news portion really quick. I have been waiting to tape it because I want to watch the Golden Globes first, which I'm going to go do that right now, and then I'm going to tape the news portion. Madison, is there anything else you want to say before you leave? No, I just want to say thanks for letting me talk. Okay, like and I also, wasn't going to let you talk. And also, everybody, go listen to Face the Dog on oh all listening God. platforms. Who, who are these people? These Bones. What? Who are these people? Just go go look up Are Face they the on dog. Spotify? Where can they find all them? All listening platforms. Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud. Go ahead. What type of music is it? Everything. No, what, what type of music is it? It's everything. Alternative pop there's a little bit of everything edm they have r&b they have i would say they have edm they have oh my god so they're gen z that's what they're <laughs> that's what their category they're is a little bit of everything but go go check it out okay madison thank you so much for being on my podcast i am now going to jump into the news all right everyone let's go ahead and talk about what happened last week okay so i have to mention the golden globes okay i have to mention them they happened last night i physically just watched them they just ended and i am so 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 happy with the result um schitt's creek won a lot of their categories they didn't win everything like i predicted but they did win a lot which was uh best actress which Catherine o'hara oh my god she's so 
amazing. She's my favorite actress right now. And then Schitt's Creek um, won for the whole comedy television series. And then in drama, The Crown won. Oh my goodness. Again, an amazing show. This past season that came out in November, I believe it was season four. Oh my god, so freaking good. And a lot of the supporting actors and actresses, as well as main actors and actresses, uh, won for their categories in The Crown, too. If you have not watched The Crown, you need to watch The Crown and watch it from season one. Um, this past season, so how they do it, it's it's obviously, it's about Queen Elizabeth, it's about the royal family, and they start from basically when Queen Elizabeth uh, becomes queen. So every season is like a decade. So this past decade was about the 80s, aka Princess Diana. So there's like that whole story. Um, and it was so good. Just watch it, please. Uh, Soul won for best animated um, and like best original score, I think. It was so good. That movie is so good. Um, and then No Man Land won uh, for best director as well as uh, movie of the year, right? Um, as well as Chadwick uh, Boseman, he won for Best Actor. He was actually amazing. I saw um, Ma Rumi Ma Rainey's um, Black Bottom, I believe that's what it's called. I watched it the other night, and it was, it was really good. It is a play that they made into a movie, and you can totally tell. It's definitely one of those, um, but it was still amazing, and Chadwick was absolutely amazing, and he absolutely deserved it, but when his wife came on the screen oh my goodness I broke down into tears I oh my goodness <laughs> yeah um but yeah enough about the Golden Globes um actually just one little thing I do think that the trial of the Chicago 7 should have one more it is so good you guys I'm I, I don't know how I can emphasize that emphasize that even more it's so good it's on Netflix if you have a subscription watch it I guarantee you it's going to win more Oscars um because it was such a good movie usually the Golden Globes what happens is it's either like a runner for um the Oscars meaning like usually who wins the Golden Globe actually that's not really true usually whoever wins the Emmy wins the Golden Globe and then whoever wins uh the Golden Globe sometimes wins the Oscars but sometimes the Oscars will deliberately pick the picture that didn't win that they thought that they sh that should win. Um, so I'm hoping that's the case here. I'm hoping the Trial of Chicago 7 uh, gets more for the Oscars. I hope they get no nominated. Um, but that being said, that was really exciting and made my night. Going into just a couple other things, at the beginning of last week, Tiger Woods was involved in a car accident. So crazy. I feel like I've been talking about him a lot more with just, like, different people. And when I found this out, I was in a meeting and literally was like, what? And, like, had to Google it real quick. I hope that he's okay. It sounds like he is out of surgery and in recovering, but we don't know the details of his injuries yet. Um, if you've ever driven in PV, Palos Verdes in Southern California, it is a really, like, scary place to drive, like, normally. So I think what they're insinuating is that he might have been under the influence um, because it was only a one-car, one-person accident, which is really sad knowing his history. And if you've watched um, Tiger on HBO, the documentary about Tiger Woods that just came out, I think, last month, you know his history with drug addiction as well as alcoholism. And so it's, it's really sad to see. And I hope that he's okay. hope his family's okay. I hope he's in a good state of mind. Uh, just music going on. Daft Punk released that they were breaking up last week. I know it seems like such a long time ago, but yes, they announced that they will no longer be Daft Punk. So sad. 
Uh, Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack have released that they're releasing a new album together, a joint album together. I'm really interested in this. I respect them both, and I think um, it's going to be a really good album, I think. Uh, going to food... I tried the new matcha tea latte at Starbucks. Um, well, it's like the TikTok drink. And believe me, when I ordered, the Starbucks barista made sure to tell me it was a TikTok drink and judge me. But that's okay. I ordered it. It's just a matcha tea latte. And I added two pumps of chai to it. You're supposed to add vanilla foam. Um, but I didn't. I don't really like foam like that. And it was really good. If you like matcha and you, you like chai, you're going to love it. But I definitely think it's one of those things where you have to like matcha and you have to like chai. Um, but if you like both of them, it's heaven together. So it's really good. I wouldn't order it all the time. It's not like my new go-to drink, but I would definitely order it maybe, you know, once or twice a month. If I was going to Starbucks all the time, don't go to Starbucks if you don't have to. If you have a coffee maker at home, make coffee at home. Those Starbucks workers are working their butts off every single day and being exposed to COVID. And yeah, just like be one less person for them, please. It's bad. <laughs> um, going on in the world, so I believe Europe announced that they are going to be opening up on June 21st. It was trending. There was a bunch of news articles about it. Um, they said that they'll, they think they'll reach some type of immunity by June 21st and that they're going to open their doors to the world. And I wish I was there. Truly do. That's great for Europe. I believe it might have been just Britain, so don't quote me, but... I do think there, there's some part of Europe that's reopening um, and says that they're going to be good. And that's amazing for them. I would love to be in Europe this summer, but I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> um, but I just I had to mention it because if you are going to Europe, please just be safe. Get vaccinated before you go. Don't be one of those people. Before you go anywhere this summer, please make sure you get vaccinated. You don't want to be one of those people who goes and spreads wide spread diseases, you know? <laughs> Um, and then on the internet, a couple things that I wanted to mention. So there's this new trend going around. It's called You Had to Be There. And there was one about my hometown, like, little market that we used to have. It used to be called The Dairy. And I just thought it's so crazy, like, how we all kind of have these shared experiences of you had to be there. Like, you had to be there and... There were some, like, with old movies, like, Step Up and, like, uh, Cheaper by the Dozen. And, like, you watch those movies now or if I show that to, like, a Gen Z kid now and they'd be like, this movie sucks. Like, how did you even like this? But you had to be there. It was during that time where th that was it. That was the, uh, like, that was the thing to do. Like, and I still love those movies. But, again, if they came out today, I don't know if they would be as respected. Um, so I really am loving this new trend. I hope it goes on. I think I'm going to try to post one on my podcast, uh, this week because I just think that trend is really cute. Um, I, that's all I have for this week for the news. I didn't want to take up too much of your time, but I do want to say one more thing, really two more things, but one more thing as a whole. Um, so this is, it's March 1st and my podcast has officially been live for a month and I have, um, over 900 views or listens on um, my episodes that I have released. I'm almost to a thousand. And I just want to say thank you so much, especially the people who are coming back every single week and listening. I hope that you're finding some type of joy from it, some type of entertainment, some type of education. Um, that is what I'm trying to do here. And 
Um, when I first started, it was it's not about the views, and it wasn't about the views, but just seeing everyone's reaction, everyone's feedback, it has been so nice. And I want to do something for you all. And so I know I sit here and I talk every single week about what happened and try to bring more knowledge um, and more laughs to you all. But really, in reality, I also want to like give something to you. And that part is a piece of advice. So I want to start this new segment fresh. Today's March 1st. Um, for those of you who are listening on Monday when this podcast comes out, it is March 1st. And I want to start a new segment uh, that is called What Would Hannah Do? And it's just an advice portion, and it's usually just going to be like a one-liner of what I learned last week and if I can spread the knowledge to others. Um, And something that I learned last week was if you can give back, do it. Like, always give back. I had one of those moments last week, and I'm not going to shout out this person because I don't know, or people. I I don't know if they would want me to shout them out, but... I had a full circle moment last week where I was so proud and it made me realize like why I do things and why I do the way I do. I do some volunteer work and I sometimes get really frustrated with it and sometimes I'm like, oh my goodness, why do I do this Um, in my personal time, you know, but last week I had a full circle moment and I just want to say that it was completely worth it. So if you can ever give back especially to an organization or to a place or a person who was there for you when you needed it, um, just do it. And I promise you, you will never regret it. Even if you don't realize in that moment, like why you're doing this or what the benefits are of it, just do it. Always give back to those who have given things to you. So I hope that sparked a little something in someone. And if you needed this, if you needed that push to do something, here's that push. Here's that sign. I'm manifesting it for you. Um, just give back. It, it, it's, it's, a, it's a full circle thing. We are all here on this planet, I believe, to help each other out and to help each other through these lived experiences, you know. So if you can give back, give back especially to the underprivileged underprivileged communities Um, because you never know what what it's going to give you in the end. And it's not about getting something. It's just, it's about doing what's right, right? So yeah, ending on that note, I hope you all enjoyed this week's episode with my little sister, Millennials versus Gen Z debate. Uh, If you like this episode, make sure to give it a like, a a subscribe, a view, a review, um, whatever you can. I would really appreciate it. Thank you all so much for listening. And this was Honestly Hannah.